Plug those headphones in. It's time for Ireland's only interactive podcast, the multi-award winning Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Hello there and welcome to a brand new episode of the Opinions Matter podcast with uh, Adrian and Jeremy. It's just Jeremy uh, today. And boy, have we got a podcast for you today. Um, I'll get to that in a moment, but you don't want to miss this one. It's very, very different. It's just two people talking, me and a girl called Miriam. But her story is going to, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to scare some of you because it involves the supernatural. And... It's going to be an eye-opener for a lot of people into the dangers of using a Ouija board. But before we come to uh, Miriam's story, um, let me remind you of uh, the Land of Light, who are our show sponsors at the moment. And very big uh, thank you to the guys at Land of Light for sponsoring this edition of Opinions Matter. Land of Light is Ireland's biggest light show, and it returns to Westmead this Christmas. It's back and it's bigger than ever before. This is an amazing place to bring your kids. Even if you don't have kids, uh, go to us. It. it is the Land of Light Illuminated Walking Trail. And there's nothing else like it in Ireland. Go to landoflight.ie and uh, see the photographs for yourself. It's absolutely amazing. It's set in the beautiful grounds of Belvedere House Gardens in County Westmeath. It's only 45 minutes from Dublin on the M4 and you'll be down there. And the experience delivers thrills and excitement at every turn. As you make your way along the forest trail, the night sky, trees and buildings are lit up by a spectacular light show. And you'll also meet Ireland's biggest LED Santa and see his Santa bus. It has to be seen to be believed. Tickets are selling out fast. You can get them at landoflight.ie that's landoflight.ie and um, don't say I didn't warn you because the tickets will go and it's one of those things if you don't bring your kids to it uh, this Christmas or even before Christmas um, they are missing out so it opens on the 10th of November go to landoflight.ie for those uh, tickets now what do we want to talk about on this latest edition of Opinions Matter It's, uh, it's a very different discussion I mentioned uh, a couple of, I think it was about two weeks ago, I mentioned uh, Ouija boards um, on one of the podcasts. I can't remember what we were talking about, but I was uh, talking about the fact that back when I was in school, um, that this was secondary school, that one of the lads brought one in that he had brought back from America and wanted us all to go behind the bike sheds to do one on, on our lunch break. And I remember I chickened out and I wouldn't do it. And they were all slagging me. You know the way lads are. They were all slagging me uh, about not having the balls to do a Ouija board. Now, I've done one since, and I'll get into that in a moment. But we were contacted on our Facebook page by a woman uh, who's called Miriam. Uh, she just wants to give her first name. And she said she wanted to talk to us about, um, well, her Ouija board experience. She used it about a year ago. And, well, you're going to hear from her in a second, the effects that it had on her uh, life. The one thing she did ask is that we disguise her voice, which we are going to do because, well, it'll become apparent in a couple of moments why she doesn't want people knowing who she is. Because her life has been turned upside down um, due to the fact that she used a Ouija board. And looking at the message she sent us, some of the stuff that has happened to her, is happening to her, is inexplicable. I have no explanation for it. It's also quite terrifying uh, what she is going through. 
and I can understand completely why she wants to remain anonymous and we, we respect that. Uh, Miriam joins us on the line right now. Miriam, Miriam, you're very welcome to the Opinions Matter podcast. First of all, before we get into the story, uh, explain to us why you wanted your voice uh, disguised for this interview. Um, anyone I've explained this to, to be honest, they haven't really reacted very well to it. Uh, but I, I want to, I want to tell you what happened because I just, I think people really, really underestimate how serious this stuff is. So I, I think I want, I just want people to hear about the story, but I don't want in any way you know, to put my face or name or anything to this. No, that's fair enough. I want you to start off by taking us back a year from now. You obviously, you heard me mentioning Ouija boards a couple of weeks ago in one of our podcasts, and that prompted you to, to contact us, correct? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Take us back a year then. Well, it's nearly a year to today, really. What happened? Mm. Tell, tell me about that day. Okay, so um, at the time I was living with a girl um, and two dads. Um, I don't mention any of their names. And the girl, you know, she's a bit kind of woo-woo, very kind of into, you know, different like, tarot cards and things like that. And I've, you know, never, never been interested in that, never really taken it seriously. Um, and she'd been talking about a Ouija board and doing one for Halloween. Um, and, you know, I thought it would be fun, a bit of fun. Obviously, I grew up watching films with Ouija boards and that. Didn't take it seriously. Um, so she said, okay, we'll, we'll try it um, around Halloween. And... She says, like, we'll do it properly. So that means, you know, you, you don't, it's very strict from what I understand that you, you can't be under a substance while you're doing this. So um, one evening, you know, we did candles and we were completely sober, no drinking, no smoking. Um, and she had this kind of script. Now, she had not done it before, but she had friends that had, you know, I wouldn't say she's into the dark arts, but she's, you know, a little bit, you know, that kind of person. Um, Anyway, so we all kind of sat around and she read this script kind of summoning, you know, summoning spirits. Um, and I really was just there for the crack. That's kind of how I was feeling. And the two lads were not taken seriously either. So you, before this happened, you didn't believe in any of this stuff. Some people get into it in a big way, uh, but you were kind of, you were kind of sceptical about it. No, absolutely not. I mean, I just, I put this in the category of, you know, star signs. Like, this is not in any way something I would have been taken seriously at all. Okay, so absolute nonsense. These Ouija boards do not work. Absolute nonsense. Of course, yes, definitely not, you know, not at all serious. But, um, uh, so we had this kind of makeshift, like we cut out a piece of paper and we did the alphabet and then we had, you know, a piece of paper saying yes and a piece of paper saying no. And then we took an, a shot glass, you know, this is how seriously I was taking it. I, we got a shot glass, a glass shot glass, we turned it upside down and we, uh, she said her piece and then we all put our index finger on top of the shot glass, l- like lightly. So our elbows were kind of up in the air, if you know what I mean, like so kind of loosely. So there was no pressure on the shot glass and we all had our index finger on, you know, a little bit of it. Does that make sense? Like Absolutely. And as I said, I've done I've done a Ouija board before. I did it as part of one of our Halloween shows and you use what's called a planchette, which is a wooden piece, but you, you can use a shot glass as well. And I remember when it did move, now we had psychics there with us to make sure it was done correctly, which we'll get to a bit later on. But when it did move, you can tell that the movement on the planchette uh, which is the piece of wood that goes from letter to letter. You can tell that it's not being moved by a person, that it's being moved by another entity. But go on anyway. Sorry, Miriam. Right. So, I mean, I wouldn't have even have known any of that. Okay. So, we put our fingers, like I said, on 
at the shot glass, like we could just just about fit all of our index fingers. And we were kind of, you know, we were kind of had our fingers there. She had said her piece, and you know, we we're just kind of hanging out, like giggling or whatever. And um, she asked after her spiel, "Are there any spirits in this house?" And like, what happened then was, it was as if a vacuum was underneath the table, and it just the, the shot glass suddenly just like pulled itself towards the the table, like like it was a vacuum underneath. And was really tight, you know, there was like no air. And it was really obvious that something had happened. And I looked around at everyone and everybody's face was the same as how I felt, just like really freaked out and confused. And then all of a sudden, it like very deliberately, like the shot glass just moved towards the word that said yes. And nobody was pushing it. And we were all completely sober. And at that point, like I just, I just felt sick. Like I completely felt sick and moved towards it. And then when the lads just said okay I don't, what the fuck I don't want to do this like what what was that like and whatever and I said okay uh, what do we do now I don't, I don't want to do this anymore and the girl um, says we can't leave now we can't leave the game we have to we have to get rid of it and she looked really freaked out like, and sorry what, what type of questions were, were being asked exactly what kind of spirits were you, were you trying to conjure up a particular spirit or were you, was it just you, you just wanted to guess someone from the other side there was no plan the only question we said was are there spirits in this house and it said yes and at that point I was done like I wanted to finish the game so we couldn't because she says we have to we have to ask the spirit to leave we can't end the game without doing Doing that otherwise it'll still be here you know which sounds ridiculous but anyway so then she said she was very freaked out so then she said okay can you please leave and then the shot glass um very slowly like really too slowly for it to even make sense that any of us who was doing it started to move towards no the, the word no very slowly and then right as it got like halfway it just got that suck down feeling again and went straight over to the yes and, and I mean, it doesn't like I cannot explain to you how frightening it was. It was like literally there was something else there. Now, no, sorry for cutting across you, Miriam. There'll be people listening to this now that'll be going, "Oh, one of the people there must have pushed the glass." But you're all people in your early thirties. You're not kids. You weren't teenagers doing it. Can you be absolute? Well, when your story comes out a bit later of what happened subsequently, it'll all make sense. But you can guarantee me that that. A glass was moving on its own to the different letters. A one million percent. I wish it wasn't. I like. I can't emphasize this enough. Like everybody, we swore. We talked about it afterwards. Like we, it was so obviously not any of us. Everybody's face just drained. We only this only lasted five minutes. Like there was nobody. We were not doing it. We were completely sober. Like I said. Like, and it was just surreal. So anyway, after we just stopped, then we all sat back. Like. The girl kind of looks really scared and she she actually ran upstairs and got rosary beads and put them on. And then at that point, like, I just, I felt sick and one of the lads went outside and I'm like, what can you do? We just, there was nothing we could do afterwards and we just kind of got, got, you know, went, went to bed or whatever and just kind of got on with things. But like, the, the thing about it is, is that, um, like I, I've just not been the same since that happened. So that night, after after the the planchette or the, the the as it's called, the shot glass moved on its own. You felt physically ill from it. Uh, up until that point, you thought this whole thing was all uh, hogwash. It was like horoscopes. You know, it didn't make any sense. Did you feel that night in the room? Did you feel? 
that you guys had conjured up a spirit? Or did you even know it at that stage? Look, I don't know if I would use those words. All I know is that when it happened, it's it, it was the weirdest feeling that kind of came into me. Like, it felt like... I felt hollow and kind of empty and cold. And I've thought about it afterwards. And I don't know if you've ever been to Auschwitz or somewhere, but if you've been somewhere where something, you know, something really, really awful has happened, you kind of have this, I don't know what it is, like this kind of hollow, empty feeling. It's very, it's very, I don't know. I don't know what the right words are. But when that happened, like that came into my body and then, like I kind of thought, okay, that must be a shock or whatever. But like it, it, it faded after a couple of days, but it never completely left. Like it's still, I can still feel that feeling in me, and it's been a year. Like I used to be somebody who would, um, I used to be someone who would get up really, really early. I used to be a morning person. I used to go to bed like at half ten, eleven. Like, but now, like I can't sleep. Like I don't sleep till late, and I have to drag myself out of bed to go to work. And then at the weekend, when I'm not at work, like I don't wake up till half ten or eleven. Like, and that is since that, and that kind of um, empty, kind of hollow feeling, like. It's still like there. Okay, do me a favor. Say there for a second, please, Miriam, and gather your your thoughts uh, because um, one of the things Miriam didn't want to do this live with people is because uh, a she didn't want to be recognised and b because it's a very emotional thing for her to talk about. Um, stay there for a second, Miriam, because in a moment we're going to find out exactly what has happened since you used that Ouija board. And I guess the reason Miriam contacted us and wanted to do this podcast and Opinions Matter was to warn people of the dangers of it because so many of us have done one in the past. I did one. I did one for a Halloween show uh, with Adrian many, many years ago. But we had a psychic there with us who was able to ground us. Um, no, I don't, I don't understand what any of this means, but she was able to ground us so that the spirits were not able to uh, attack us or anything like that. So do me a favour, stay there for a second, please, Miriam. It's the Opinions Matter podcast, special edition Uh, with Jeremy and Miriam. Voted Irish Current Affairs Podcast of the Year. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. We were talking there before the break about that night and you went to bed that night. Nothing happened that night after you went to bed. Did you have a good night's sleep? Were you affected in any way? Oh, like, I I mean, no, I found it hard to fall asleep. You know, nothing, like, nothing. I didn't see a ghost or anything, but, like, no, I was, I was very disturbed, but I just thought, I don't know what I thought, really. I suppose I thought that was, like, it would pass, you know, but that, it was hard to make sense of it, really, to be honest. So when did you start noticing differences in your personality and things, I know things happened in the house that you were living in as well. When did that start to happen? It was nothing massively big. I think I assumed that I would get over the shock of it after a few days, but it was it was the opposite. It was that after a few days, I started to notice, like I was, I just felt different. Like I said, I I, I used to be really um, like a morning person, and then I was just finding it really hard to get to sleep at night, and that I would be getting up much later. Like I couldn't sleep enough, and I felt like like different. Like people kind of. People started just saying to me, like, are you okay? You know, you don't seem like yourself. But I felt like, like that kind of hollow kind of feeling was kind of with me. I couldn't shake it, you know? Um, and I, uh, I, like, I never went to a counselor before, you know? So, but I, I, I wanted to kind of go to one. I didn't really understand what was happening. And 
like I went to this counselor and she said, oh, you know, you seem, this is depression. Like, you know, she kind of said I was depressed. And I said, like, I'm not depressed. Like, I'm, I'm not. Like, I, and I, I tried to explain this thing, thing to her. And I honestly think that she thought that I was just, I think she thought I was just making something up and that I was actually really unhappy about something else. But it's not the kind of thing you can go to a psychiatrist or anything and talk about because it's not every day that someone gets affected as badly as you did um, by using a Ouija board. No, exactly. It was so frustrating because she was so dismissive of that experience. She kept trying to ask me about my childhood or something. And I was like, no, you don't understand. Like, this, this has happened. And since then, like, I don't feel physically the same in my body like I have this feeling and she, and she just couldn't anyway, um, but one of the things that was the most it was the most um, just frightening and just it makes me so sick like to even talk about it is that um, my boyfriend like who I was with him before this like and, and he's been really good because he you know can attest to this kind of change even though it has it's, it's been really hard for our relationship but he's like no I believe you like I, I, I see it and and there was one night where we were sleeping in the bed together and like I, you know, I, I find it hard to go to sleep now. But there was one night that he, um, like I woke up and I had been asleep and he was shaking me. He was like screaming my name and um, he said that I had been asleep but my eyes were open. Oh, Jesus. So I don't know. I mean, I, that is, you know, I don't know what that is. And he must have been... and. I know you're getting upset talking about this, uh, and I can I can understand that. That must have been terrifying for him. So he wakes up in the bed. You're obviously moving in your sleep, and you're asleep, but your eyes are wide open. No, he said I wasn't moving. He said I was just lying straight, and my eyes were open. And that he he started shaking me then, and he just was shouting my name. And I woke up and I said, "What's wrong? What's happening?" And he said, "Like you were just lying there, like you know." I've never, I've not, never done that before. It just makes me feel sick. Like, I don't know what that is, you know? And um, I feel, honestly, I feel like I'm crazy. Like I've never heard of something like that happening before. Um, and did you, did you research this? Did you find out, is there any explanation for this? Can you remember that night when he said you were lying still with your eyes open? Can you remember yourself? What happened that night? Oh, like I, it was just a normal night. Like I was trying to go to sleep. I found it hard. Like, and next thing I know, like he's shouting at me. Like I thought there was, you know, someone in the house or something. Like I was asleep, you know, he woke me. And I, my, like, and he just told me, he just sat there and he just, and he just looked completely freaked out. And what about dreams? Are your dreams more vivid now? Are you having, like, this was, this was what, 11, 11 and a half months ago. Are you still having bad dreams? Are you having night tremors? I wake up with feelings of, um, like, anxiety and stuff, but I, I don't remember anything in my dream. Like, I'm not remembering anything. I'm just waking up with a feeling of, like, terror. You know, not always, but sometimes. As if, like, as if, I don't know, it's like there are no like, kind of words, like there's no image in my head. It's more like it's a very physical feeling. Like the whole thing has been like almost like my body. Like there's some, I know it sounds completely crazy, but it feels as if there's something in it that's not me. You're not, you're not talking about possession, surely, are you? Oh, uh, I, no, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. At this point, I, I wish I was depressed. Like, I wish that this was something I could understand. And I just think the people don't appreciate, they do not take these things seriously. They're not a game. Like, they're, you know, they're, they're serious things that I just 
people should not mess with them. I wish I just wish I, I wish I'd never done I wish I'd never done this. And why did you do it? Why I know hindsight's a great thing and all that. Did you do it just because you didn't believe it and you thought it'd be a bit of crack? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was just a stupid game. I thought it was like a board game. You know, I, I thought like that girl, you know, I don't even talk to her anymore. Um, well, I was about to ask you the other people. How many people were in the room uh, the, when you did the, um, the the Ouija board? There was the girl and two lads, and we all lived together at the time. And have you been in contact with the other the other three guys? Like, how are they getting on? It's weird. We don't. I don't. I don't like talking to them now. You know, like I mean, we talked about it, and I don't. They don't experience it the same way as I did. But they all kind of. I think they all agree that it was really fucked up. You know, but we don't. Our friendship just never, it just kind of, I didn't want to be around them. I didn't want, it was almost like being around them brought it back or made it worse or reminded me, like, I just, I just didn't want to be near them. We told listeners that we'd be talking to someone who used a Ouija board like yourself and had a negative uh, impact on her. And some of the questions that came in that I'll put to you, Sandra said, and again, it might seem a bit judgy, um, how silly could that girl be? Did she not realise the dangers of a Ouija board? Has she never watched a horror movie? Did she not do research? I wish I had not done this. I didn't take it seriously. I didn't, I didn't, I just, like, who takes this seriously, you know? Like, it's not, I mean, do people, you know, I was just, I thought it was just kind of, you know, like, hocus pocus kind of stuff. Like, I mean, you're never, I never, like, I never thought about spirits being real or, like, I'm not into that. So I just, I don't even know what this is. And, and sorry, are, are you still living in the house where the where the uh, the Ouija board was, was played with? No, like, we got evicted, like, two months afterwards, which, you know, it's just, it was like there was bad luck after that. Now, obviously, you know, a lot of people were evicted, so I can't... <laughs> I can't blame it on that, but like it was, there was never any good luck after that in that house. Like, our, you know, just the landlord like kicks out, and like we just there was no kind of fun. There was no like fun in that house afterwards. And we used to do a lot of things together. We've been there for three years, and like I said, if if you you conjured a spirit up uh, that night with the Ouija board, um, do you believe that the spirit has followed you from that house to where you're living now? If I'm honest, I feel like whatever started that night is just. It's not gone. I don't know what it is. I, I feel sick even saying that. It makes me feel like a crazy person. But it's like something started that night and it never ended. That's what it feels like. Do me a favour, uh, Miriam, stay there for a second. I need to take a very, very quick break. It's the Opinions Matter podcast. We're talking to Miriam and what has happened to her life since using uh, a Ouija board. It's Ireland's most talked about podcast. The only podcast with live callers and live debates. It's Opinions Matter with Adrian and Jeremy. Miriam, a question from Colm, and he says, and we haven't really dealt with this yet, he said, uh, friends of mine did a Ouija board as well and found very strange things happening in the house afterwards. Did anything move in the house? Did you hear any noises or anything like that? No, I wouldn't say that, but just that there was just bad luck, you know. Like the heart, like left the heart. It was colder. It was just we never socialized. It used to be like a, a hub. Like people would visit us a lot, and we, you know, it was a great place to live. Like they were, we're friends. We weren't just housemates, you know. Like we moved in together. We didn't know each other, but we became friends. People used to visit. It was a place where people would hang out, and all of a sudden, it just became cold, like unfriendly. There was no atmosphere. There was no warmth. Like 
it was like the feeling kind of that kind of came into my body that night. Like it was, it was in the house, you know. So I, I, I didn't see a ghost or something, but it's just it was just this awful, hollow, empty feeling, you know. So where to from now? In fact, that's the question that Joanne wanted to ask. She says, uh, "Please ask uh, that girl, Miriam." Um, how long is this going to go on for? And has she, con- now, this is a question I didn't even think of, has she considered going to the church for help? Now, that sounds like something out of a, out of a movie. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have, to be honest, but I don't, I'm, I, I feel really honestly conflicted because I don't have a lot of time for the church. It, it's just, it's, it's the feeling that I still carry with me. That's the most thing that is distressing me. I don't feel like the same person as I was before. Like, I'm not as excitable. I used to be very playful. I used to have a lot of energy. I used to get up in the morning. I used to I used to love animals. Animals like dogs would always really, like, warm to me. Now, I just, um, like, I just, I'm not that person, you know? And people have said it to me. People have said, like, what happened? Are you okay? Like, you don't seem like yourself. Like, that is, I'm always getting that comment from people. Now, I have to ask this question uh, because I know other people will be asking it. Your personality has completely changed. That sometimes happens. Have you been using any medication, any strong medication? Have you been using drugs? Have you started drinking more, anything like that? No, nothing like that. And that brings me to one of my final questions here for you, Miriam. What is your warning to people? Because they still do them and you don't need to buy a Ouija board to be able to do And you, yours, yours was a makeshift Ouija board, wasn't it? Yeah. So it was, it was literally a homemade Ouija board? It was just pieces of paper, yeah, and a shot glass. Jesus, that's mad. I didn't realise you, I thought you needed something properly made for that. It had to be on proper wood. Um, what would your warning be to people who are, and I'm not, we're not just talking to you because it's it's October and it's near Halloween, because this happens uh, at any time of the year. What would your warning be to people who would even consider it, that they might be at a house party and people go, ah, let's get together and let's, let's see if we can have a seance and get some spirits going, what would your warning to them be? Just absolutely do not go near it. Just don't. It doesn't matter if you think it's funny or you think it's, you don't believe in it. Just leave it alone. You just, you just leave it alone. Absolutely don't go near it. Like, I don't, don't assume that, you know, you know more. Like, there, I, I know now that there are things that we don't understand. Like, I know that fact. I don't know what they are. I don't know I don't understand them, but I know that there is something else that we don't understand. So just leave it alone. It's not a game. It's not a fun game. It's very serious. Like, these are serious things like life and death and like, you know, whatever you want to call it, like spirits. These are not, it's not a game. So just don't do it. Don't go near it. So do you believe then, going back to, and I don't like to go back to it because I know it's so obsessing for you. But do you believe that that night, one year ago, in the house you used to live in with your three friends, do you believe that you came in contact with a with a malevolent spirit? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I really. I hope not. I didn't mean to ask you that question to upset you, by the way, Miriam. It was it was a genuine question. I don't know, Jeremy. That's not. I don't. The idea that there's something in me that's not good. I don't know. Miriam, we're going to stay in contact with you and hopefully you can get some help. You can't, you can't continue like this. You know that, don't you? You have to get some help. I know. I know, yeah, I know. What's bizarre as well is as I was talking to you there, um, a listener sent us a, a link and you can buy Ouija boards on Amazon for 15 quid. Yeah, don't. Don't do that. 
I didn't realise you could buy them uh, so openly on Amazon. 15 quid for a Ouija board. It's, it's not a game. Although if I had I spoken to you a year ago, you would have said that's oh, a bit of crack. Mm, yeah. Thanks very much for being so brave and talking to us, Miriam. And I'm sure it's something we will catch up with you again. And I really wish you well. And I hope, I hope um, you're able to get over this, what you're going through at the moment. Thank you. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks very much, Miriam, uh, for joining us on Opinions Matter. Uh, as I said, yeah, that's bizarre. I didn't, I didn't know uh, how readily available, um, excuse me, Ouija boards. God, I'm a bit taken aback by that now as well, I have to say. And uh, I would be a believer in that sort of stuff. Myself and Adrian have done many, many Halloween shows with the different radio stations we worked with uh, over the years. And I've seen things that there's no explanation for. There was one night we were doing a seance and the table literally lifted up on one leg. Now, there was nothing underneath the table. There's no way that table could have levitated on its own and it lifted up on one leg. And I have no explanation for that. There was another night I was in uh, Wicklow Jail and I went into a particular cell that they said was haunted. And when I came out, uh, there was a red line, like a rope mark, like I'd been hanged around my neck. And apparently that was a cell where really bad criminals had uh, killed themselves. And I came out, I still have the photograph of it, I actually have to post it uh, one of the days on our Facebook page. Anyway, it had the red ring around my neck. Uh, people for years said, oh, you must have put that on with makeup. I swear on my life, and I'm swearing again now, that that was 150% real. The thing is, a lot of people, and even listening to this podcast, I'm sure there's some of you that are saying, oh, it's all bull, it's all bull, she's just feeling down, we all feel down from time to time. That girl sounded terrified. Did you hear it? Did you hear the quivering in her voice? She was terrified by whatever has changed in her life since she did that Ouija board. And her warning to you and my warning to you as well uh, is do not do it. Like, what, uh, how would anybody want to live a life like that? Why would anybody want that in their life? Do not take the chance. It's the Opinions Matter podcast. Uh, thank you very much um, for, for listening to this. Uh, it, it was very, very different, I have to say. Um, it was an eye-opener for me. Whether or not you're a believer or not, that is completely and entirely up to you. I'm not here to say you must believe in this. You must believe uh, that spirits are real. That's not my job here. My job was to tell Miriam's story. Um... I still have the image and I'm actually getting, I'm very susceptible to this sort of stuff. I'm still getting that um, sort of cold feeling because I'm picturing Miriam that night when her boyfriend woke her up and she's fast asleep and her eyes are wide open. That's just giving me, that's giving me tremors, that is. Because I can just picture her lying on the bed with her eyes open. It must mean terrifying for him as well. I've been Googling it as we've been speaking to try and find out um, is there any explanation for that and does it happen that often? And I can't get any explanation for it. Anyway, I hope you enjoy is the wrong word. I was about to say I hope you enjoyed this edition of uh, Opinions Matter. But uh, I hope you found it informative and I hope it serves as a warning to you. And warn your children as well. Miriam wasn't a child. I think she's 29, 30. She wasn't a child when she did it. But warn your children that if in school, I remember my first introduction to a Ouija board was in school, behind one of the the sheds during lunch break, one of the kids had one. 
He said, you want to do it? I said, no way. I walked away from it. Warn your kids of the dangers of this. It is not a game. Even though you can buy the board game on Amazon, it's not a game. Just sit them down and say, if anybody ever uh, suggests taking out a Ouija board, do not do it. Because I would hate anybody to go through what Miriam is going through at the moment, and there doesn't seem to be any end to what she's going through. Anyway, thanks very much for listening to this uh, special edition of Opinions Matter. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will see you on the next one. And stay safe. <laughs>